0: You are listening to Mental Health Monday. I'm your host, Thomas Dietert. In each episode, I like to share with you tips, tricks, and strategies that you can use to improve the quality of your life. I have dealt with anxiety and depression for many, many years, and I have found ways to cope with them, and i like to share them with you, my listener. Without further ado, here is today's episode. Enjoy. Hello, Facebook. Hello, Instagram. And welcome to Mental Health Monday for Monday, August. What is the date? It's something. Uh, Monday, August 17th. Yeah, there we go. I'm on, I'm on vacation right now. Uh, today's actually my last day of vacation. So I've kind of lost track of the days of the week and the well, I know the hour of the day at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Hey, Brandon. thanks for tuning in. Glad to have you. So today's show is titled five things you need to do in order to stand up for yourself. But before we get into that, uh, I have some news. I just checked on the podcast and it is now reaching 11 different countries. Wow. I am just amazed. So, Hey, thanks to everyone who's subscribing and spreading the word. So glad that, uh, you, uh, are able to sh- help spread the word of, of defying depression and, um, uh, being able, helping people to help themselves essentially. So, uh, very, uh, humbled to have that. And I'm going to start with my disclaimer, which says that I am not a mental health professional by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just simply someone who has dealt with anxiety and depression issues for the better part of my adult life. Uh, Mental Health Monday is available on podcast as the Mental Health Monday show. You can uh, search for that on your favorite podcast provider. We're also on our YouTube channel, on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash defying depression on Instagram as defying underscore D that's D E F Y I N G underscore D and you'll find me on Instagram. All right. As I mentioned, today we're talking about the five things you need to do in order to stand up for yourself. So I'm going to start with a couple quotes. Uh, this first quote here is by Norman Vincent Peale. He says, stand up to your obstacles and do something about them. You will find that they haven't half the strength you think they have. I really like that one. And uh, not to be outdone, here is Barbara DeAngelis saying, We need to find the courage to say no to the things and the people that are not serving us if we want to rediscover ourselves and live our lives with authenticity. I'm going to say that one more time. I like this quote. We need to find the courage to say no to the things and the people that are not serving us If we want to rediscover ourselves and live our lives with authenticity, I can't say that word, geez, authenticity. Sorry about that. If you've ever worked with a consultant for team building at either work or working at a volunteer organization, you've probably heard of this uh, very popular personality test called DISC, D-I-S-C. And you can learn all about the DISC profile system at basically going to discprofile.com. It's D-I-S-C-P-R-O-F-I-L-E dot com, and I'll have a link to it in the show notes as well. But uh, the DISC profile was um, brought into my world by a consultant when I was uh, working at a uh, group practice, and it was very handy to learn about my colleagues and what makes them tick, and also what makes me tick. But uh, more importantly, I also learned about there's basically four main types of personalities with some classic subtypes as well. But um, with a little practice, you can quickly and fairly accurately pigeonhole someone into one of these uh, personality types. And in doing so, you will learn. Well, not learn. You'll know uh, how to better communicate with them based on their personality style. So here's a brief overview of the DISC profile system. If someone is a D, as in Donald, D refers to the dominant personality type. These people, they're motivated by winning and competing and succeeding. And uh, when you're talking to them, they just want enough information to make a decision. They don't want the small talk. They want the bottom line. Um, They're not really good at being sensitive or showing vulnerability. Then there's the I personality, and the I personality is the I'm here. Let's let's get the party started, and what can we go do next? And and like they're they're the if you want to have a great team, you need one person who's an I to keep keep everyone happy and and flowing and being social. Um, The I person uh, they they tend to be very warm. They tend to be very trusting. They're very optimistic. Uh, When they're making decisions, they value social proof. They are the ones who want to see that, you know, Bill and Susan also bought that SUV, and they'll go get it. Um, uh, They basically struggle with research and follow through. Then there is the S, or the steady person. They're calm. They're good old reliable so-and-so. They are patient. They tend to be overly accommodating, and they really hate conflict. They value loyalty and security, and they like to help others. They avoid confrontation, change, and they tend to be very modest. And last but not least of the four personality types, there is the conscientious personality. These are the people that love detail, and they want to know every little detail before making a decision. They want to know the the gas mileage. They want to know the tire pressure. They want to know uh, the extended warranties. loopholes they value quality they value accuracy and they really struggle to delegate a task to someone else they'll want to do it all themselves and do it perfectly Um, my dominant personality type is S or steady I'm the one that wants to keep everybody happy avoid confrontation and just keep things moving along worse yet my backup personality my secondary personality, is C, or conscientiousness. And I can tell you from personal experience, it's a horrible combination. And from what I understand, it's a very prevalent one. The problem with being an SC personality type is that all the other personality types can walk all over you, and largely because you let them, and largely because they know you let them. But on the other hand, there's a lot of good things to be said about an SC personality. People generally like you, and they they know they can count on you, and that you'll be there for them. Not a bad thing, right? Well, usually. The problem with being an SC is that you get pushed, and pushed, and pushed, until you get pushed to the point where, let's just say, you overcorrect you will essentially... So, as I was saying, problem with being an SC is that you get pushed and pushed and pushed to the point where you lose your shit and you overcorrect. And you will take a lot of people by surprise when you've reached your breaking point or exceeded it. And sometimes you take it out on the wrong person. He's just, he or she is just the person who uh, basically is there at the wrong time and just happens to say one little wrong thing and snap and just boom, you lose it on. So yeah, I'm intimately familiar with this problem. And if you add on the challenge of a mental health issue like depression, things can get real ugly real fast. How then does someone who wants everyone to like them and not offend anyone stand up for themselves? Well, that's what today's episode is about. And here are my five suggestions. Basically there's five steps and step one is basically it's really important in basically even in general with self-care that you check in with yourself on a regular basis at least once a month and basically you know check in. How are you feeling? Are you, are you happy with your relationships particularly with your spouse and your children, your boss, your coworkers? Are you constantly giving and not getting anything in return? or are are there things, you know, having a good back and forth? So uh, step one essentially is you have to do a check-in with yourself and just see, you know, are your relationships serving you or are they uh, parasitic? Um, Are you constantly giving without receiving? If so, to whom? And, And why is that happening? Is it, is it something on your end? Chances are it is, or is it something on their end? Or is there some meeting of the minds that's required Also, you have to identify, have you set up personal and professional boundaries with the important people in your life? You know, if you don't have boundaries and and let people know what they are, they're they're just going to walk right over them. So that's step one, identifying your needs, your wants, desires, and your boundaries. Step two, identify who it is you need to stand up to. One of the most important overlooked things in interpersonal communication is that we, us SC people, but everyone in general, we teach people how to treat us. And if we're a doormat, they will step on us. And if we actively object to improper treatment, they will adjust how they treat us. Now you have to ask yourself, are you being heard by your spouse or are you being walked over? How are things between you and your kids? Do they respect you or are they playing you to get what they want? Does your boss keep asking more and more of you without even checking to see how you're doing with the workload you have? What about your coworkers? Are they like just dumping chores on you, delegating things on you because you're too nice to say no? These are things to look at. And of course, most importantly in step two, are there any toxic people that you basically have to say bye bye to? Who are the people that regularly violate your boundaries? Those are the people that you have to, step three, communicate to. Once you've identified the problem area and the problem persons, you have to plan out how you're going to communicate to them that things need to change. And you definitely cannot and should not do this if you're tired, if you're cranky, if you're upset, or if you're feeling boxed in or pressured. And please do not Wing it. You have to plan this out. If you wing it, you're going to get eaten alive because chances are these people have much more experience in manipulating you than you give them credit for. You have to decide on how you will communicate. Who requires that face to face chat? Who requires a phone call? Who needs the ultimatum? Hmm. Step four for standing up for yourself. You have to be courageous. There's a mixed bag of emotions you can expect to muddle your way through when you're standing up for yourself, especially if you're new at it. There's going to be some fear. There's going to be some guilt. And you're going to start second-guessing yourself. And, you know, maybe that person didn't really mean to do that. Maybe they don't really know that they're making me feel this way. And you'll make up excuses for them. Stop it. That's you being afraid you have to be courageous. You have to be genuine and authentic with yourself. If you've been genuine and authentic and honest with yourself about identifying your wants and needs and identifying who you have to talk to and determining how you're going to talk to them, step three, you owe it to yourself to be courageous and stand up for yourself. Yes, it is very possible there could be some fallout someone or some people may not speak to you for a while, but if they value you, they will come around and begin a conversation. There could be some shock because maybe you never stood up for yourself before and they'd never seen that side of you, but you know what? They will get used to it. Standing up for yourself is no easy feat, but the more you do it, the easier it's going to become. Step five is perhaps the most important. After you've done all this stuff, steps one through four, you have to be Consistent. That's step five. Congratulations, you stood up for yourself. Now you have to follow through and be consistent. You have to be insistent on the boundaries that you have, and you have to reinforce them the moment someone tries to cross them. Yes, the very moment you have to be—you know—you have to, you know, be considerate about how you do it. But you have to do it. You cannot leave a boundary crossing unaddressed because that just. Sets them up for more and more and more, and you become that doormat again. You have the right to have personal boundaries, but if you want them respected, you have the duty to protect and guard them at all times. I'm going to wrap up today's episode with a, a few different things, but uh, one is actually two of them are quotes. Here's a quote by Brene Brown If you think dealing, hi, Cam. Um, If you think dealing with issues like worthiness and authenticity and vulnerability are not worthwhile because there are more pressing issues like the bottom line or attendance or standardized test scores, you are sadly, sadly mistaken. It underpins everything. And here's a quote by a very, very successful and famous author lady named J.K. Rowling. She says... It takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to our enemies, but just as much to stand up to our friends. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode about standing up for yourself. Uh, This episode will be available on our podcast. It will be available on our YouTube channel as well. Sadly, it will not be available on Instagram TV because Instagram and the live feature kept screwing up today for some reason. So thank you so much, Instagram. Last but not least, I just want to talk about a book. I'm not sure if this shows up here or not. Yeah, there it is. Life's Golden Ticket, a story about second chances by Brendan Burchard. I reread this book not too long ago, um, going through some um, personal issues with my mental health and, and some certain issues in my life. And I've read this book before. It's, it's probably my favorite book by Brennan Burchard. Um, if you're finding yourself in a position in life where you are no longer satisfied, if you are finding yourself going, how the hell did this happen? If you are finding yourself being judgmental and aggressive and perhaps not so nice to the people that you care about in life, if you're just a little bitter a little cantankerous towards your situation in life. This book, I suggest you pick it up, give it a good read. It's really going to challenge you to have a good look at your life, a good look at the people in your life and make some changes for the better. Um, This book is not a textbook. It is actually written as a parable. It has to do with a guy whose wife disappeared She's found and she has this ticket to this place that doesn't exist. And he has to go find it. He finds it and goes through a life-changing growth experience in the process. It is a bit of a fantasy, but it's a fantasy nonfiction. How, how does that work? Well, if you want to learn how that works, you got to re- read this book. Pick it up. It's available on Amazon. I get no compensation for that whatsoever. It's just a recommendation I have for you. All right. Uh, That is Mental Health Monday for August 17th, 2020. We will see you on the next episode. Take care. Bye bye.